Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Light. What, what's it called? Light. Oh, Light the Fight <laughs> podcast. I keep on forgetting the name of our own podcast because I have so many nicknames for it. You know, like Fight the Light. I can't remember what's the actual real name of the podcast, the original one, because we got so many nicknames. You know. Hey, you know what? That's all right. We we are killing it this week. Um, we're just moving right into 2021. Um, and you know, what a week it's been quite honestly. Um, so, you know, I think that today we just have to take a minute and just, we just got to talk about how great, um, it was to get it. I don't know, listeners, if you guys listened to our last episode, um, we were kind of like, putting out this bugle horn of come and come and support, come and um, show up for us. And, and you know what you guys, you did. And um, in case you didn't listen, we'll let me do just a quick recap and then we'll jump into it. So this last week, um, David and I had the chance to join a panel that was, I mean, it was actually kind of, amazing. Um, it was through the, the Orrin Hatch Foundation. Um, we had representative Chris Stewart, um, commissioner um, David Huntsman, who is, uh, the, I guess the president of the Huntsman family, the Huntsman family foundation um and then matt sangren who um is the i wonder what his main his actual title is he used to be chief of staff for orrin hatch and now he's gone on to be like head up the orrin hatch foundation um, and actually, Orrin Hatch. Maybe himself, it's chief of foundation, chief of foundation, so chief of staff. <laughs> and actually, Orrin Hatch was on um, was cool, yeah. the call as well. It was a little unexpected. A couple of years ago, David and I had the chance to meet with Senator Hatch um, up at and have a little tour of the Safe UT um, headquarters, I guess. Anyway, so it was kind of cool to have um, interface again with them anyway so i don't know dave what what were your what what's your thoughts why don't we start um, with your thoughts and then we can go to my thoughts <laughs> <laughs> oh so we're reversing it normally it's the other yeah. way around yeah okay um i i thought it was uh it was, it was a great experience um talking on that panel 
And I thought it was really cool how so many people I'm just, I'm gonna interrupt really quickly. David, you nailed it. Did you have notes? No. Did you? Yeah, I, yeah, no. Because you nailed it. Like, you didn't have very many minutes. And I felt like you just, you hit so cleanly on your points and, and, and they were big points. You didn't even have like any if, ands, and buts or any little. No doubt. Yeah. I, I mean, I just got to say, I was like, I mean, I could tell that you didn't have notes in front of you, but I was wondering if like maybe right in front of you had like a big whiteboard <laughs> that was like keeping you on track. No, yeah, I, I didn't squirrel out for 30 minutes is what Heidi's trying to say. And just start <laughs> spew, spewing 30 different topics that tangent after uh, rabbit holes after tangent. And next day I know I'm like, okay, hey, what was I saying again? This one was pretty, pretty direct, straight shot, you know? Yeah, it was, I was so impressed. Well, um, thank you, Heidi. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, you guys, if, if you weren't able to listen to the webinar, and in case you have never heard, um, I don't want to say Heidi's story, just what Heidi experienced. And the reason why I'm saying that right now is because every time we talk about it, you learn different things from it. Every time we, we go over it, like you, you, you have different takeaways from it. And so, um, you know, when when you shared your experience with Corey and the picture of Corey and, and you um, on the webinar, when they shared on the webinar, you could just definitely see like a, you could feel like a silence and everybody's kind of like, Oh, okay. So, so that's why we're on this call because we see the numbers are bad. We see it's a horrible epidemic. We see this, the suicide rates are even higher than they were before. No one thought they'd get higher, but now the pandemic and, you know, you see all this stuff and, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, that's why we're on the call because the, those numbers are actually people. And one of those people has a mom and that mom's talking right now. So hang out and just listen for a second what she's got to say. And it was really, it was really cool to, um, to kind of see everybody have that moment where it was like, and some of the you know people, um, I know some of our followers, one person emailed me, a close friend of ours. And she was like, I just want to let you know, I was crying so bad. So I've heard, I've, you have heard you and Heidi talk about, you know, the Corey thing, how you guys, you know, came up with podcast stuff so many times, but I was just bawling my eyes out. And, and I, I think it was really cool because when we talk about Paul, not when we, like I'm acting like I'm a politician, when we, um, when people talk about politics and, you know, making laws and changes and enacting, you know, big things, you know, from a state and a government level, um, you know, when, when people are talking about those types of things, you know, it's, it seems really interesting and it seems like, wow, like how, how did they get that idea? Or, you know, where was their platform or like what, what created that change and you know, what happened? And it was always some sort of necessity. And, and what we're seeing right now is that um, we're not the only people that see that there's a necessity in our schools to provide something in the education system. That's something that's just been missing. It's not something that was broken in it. It just wasn't even available. Mm -hmm. And, and when they heard, when they heard Heidi's story and everybody felt that vibe and that energy and just was really just there and connected with Heidi. And then I came in and talked about the social health stuff. I, I truly always, whenever you and I talk together, Heidi, it, it blows my mind. I'm like, what an un, like, what a motley couple, like what a motley crew. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, how the hell it's like, 
you know, from the very first day, you're like talking my ear off. I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go again. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, so all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like, wait, my son's therapist wears vans that look like my son's. Am I bringing this guy to the right place? I didn't want to take him to Peter freaking Pan. Like, I want to like, someone's going to fix him, right? Someone's going to fix him. And so I'm like, listening to it. I'm just going, I'm like, I'm so glad that the people, not the the observers of the webinar mostly, but just the people put it on and some of the people who we don't know that were observing the webinar. So glad they get to see kind of like that one, two punch. It's like, there's that mom. And then there's that crazy therapist guy that he got kicked out of all, all, all the normal uh, professional schools. Cause like, no, those ideas and thoughts, that's stupid. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like, I wasn't smart enough to hang out with the cool, with the smart kids in graduate school, you know? And next thing you know, like we're just, you know, tag teaming and, and, and throwing our name in the hat, but it's not our name in the hat. Like what we're talking about with social health and everything that we discussed on the webinar, it's just something that when people have similar experiences and they feel similar things, they start to find out that you put enough of those people together, you see patterns. And I know myself as a professional and Heidi now, uh, you know, um, you know, having lost Corey and gone through what she's gone through, she sees it totally different now too. She doesn't see it like a professional. She sees like a person, like a person who's gone through this herself, right? And so I just, for me, it was it was so cool to kind of relive like how we met and like, you know, how that how this whole thing started. It took this pain and this this horrible just pain and just turned into purpose and this and this you know this this drive to do something with it. And for me, I, I know I keep on saying for me, just I'm, I'm just reminiscing on it. The coolest thing for me was that I get to do it with a woman who I respect. I get to do it with someone. There's not another person I'd rather be doing it with because Heidi, like everything that you've been through, loving your son and knowing your son and to see that, you know, you get to talk to people and they get to hear, okay, this is a story about a suicide, but this is also a story of a mother, a family, a community you know, uh, online, so, like it's a really good telling picture of why we're trying to change these policies anyways. So to watch policies happen, or like, oh, we're going to be a part of it. And to do it with like my partner in crime, you, it was just, it was a great honor. I know it was a long rant for me. It was just a great honor to be there and, and uh, just talking with you. So, you know, um, we have been anticipating this uh, webinar for a few weeks. And, um, I, you know, I never been asked to do this specific type of a thing. And, and I think even as the days were ticking down closer to it and I'm thinking, I mean, I knew it was only going to be an hour and I knew that like there's five, six people that want to kind of get whatever it is that they, that they want to say. And um, Monday morning, so it, it was on, it was on Monday and it was at, at 11 o'clock AM our time. And Monday morning I woke up to review the questions. So they emailed us a couple questions and, you know, kind of saying, this is how we're going to direct it. And I started to think like, okay, it's on zoom. What do I want my background to look like? What am I going to wear? And, <laughs> um, I started thinking about like, you know, that I wanted to show a picture of Corey 
And, um, you know, I didn't write anything down. I sort of attempted to like have some notes and the honest truth is that I'm best on the fly. I'm, I'm not, I stress out too much when I'm just writing. So it's better if I just kind of go in and go for it, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Guns blazing, guns blazing. Yeah. And as I started looking for a photo, I was thinking that maybe I would hold the photo up into in the zoom call. And I started to look through photos and Um, I started, there's, there's a question that they asked me. The question was, um, do I think that the new number, the new three digit suicide hotline number, do I think that it would have made a difference um, for Corey? And so when I put that morning, as I'm looking for photos of Corey and I'm thinking about this question, would it have made a difference? And I made it through Christmas without having too major of a meltdown. And about, it was about an hour and a half before we're gonna go on air on this webinar. And I absolutely, like just just thinking what are the things that would have made a difference like when i get into that um when you open up pandora's box like that cycle that that is a hard hard question um and i thought so i so i just let myself just really really cry and it'd been it it'd been some time since I really um had a cry and I said to I said to Erica and I texted David I said I I don't know how I'm going to be able to answer this question um and I haven't actually gone back to the webinar to see how I um I will say this and and I think I did say this on the webinar and I think you guys have heard me say that I do think that if I had the same circumstances except that I was where I am now same sort circumstances with Corey I think that um, the outcome would have been different. Now, I don't know that. There's no way for me to know that. But what you're actually saying is in in all this humility, because you've really learned a lot, you know, from the time you lost until now is what I'm saying. Like you've really grown and learned a lot, right? Yeah. So if you look at it from a sense, it's like, gosh, like that's kind of a, a, that's you giving confidence to yourself saying, I've changed and grown so much. I would actually bet on me on this one. Like I I'm pretty confident where I'm at. And, and, and another thing too, is that you've helped so many other teenagers 
through this process since you lost Corey? Because how many, I mean, yeah. how many people have reached out to you that know you? Yeah. And like, I mean, you're talking to teenagers and they trust talking to you, which is all good. But every single time you would tell me, David, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I'm like, what'd you do? Well, then the words just started coming to me and I just started saying it. And, and like, for some reason, you never faltered from your experience with every person after that. You've always known what to say, how to handle it. But you learned that. And these and are things that you had to go through, you know. And what I'm saying is that it's learnable. Exactly. And that's why I believe so much in social health. Um, because when you improve yourself, you improve the relationship. And um, anyway, I guess I just, I can't believe that I, that I even had that seat and I don't exactly know where it's going to go next um, as far as, as that goes, but, but based on the response that I got from people every, like so, so much response, first of all, people couldn't get on the webinar because I guess it wasn't set up right. Um, and so now in case you're listening, you want to watch it. It's on YouTube. We can link it in the show notes. Um, I think that, you know, you have lawmakers and it was really cool to see the lawmakers be real. Like, yeah, as individuals, yes, they're doing their job and they're, they're, they have constituents and they have agendas and and all that stuff. But this is something that these people, these lawmakers and people that they work with, and not just them alone, care about it on, on that human level. And okay. all of them are, you, you can tell that it's like, everybody knows there's got to be something that, that it's got to get. And well, they, they got to do All the speakers... Yeah, all the speakers on the panel had shared how they'd personally been affected by suicide. Yeah. Every single one of them. Obviously me and you, but I mean. But it was it, it was interesting. Everybody shared kind of that tender spot. Even it was interesting, um, you know, here in Utah, we of course know the Huntsman Foundation, which the Huntsman Foundation, I mean, it's like the holy grail of cancer treatment and research here in in our neck of the woods anyway, I would say. Um, so to have them turn to mental health as a standard, I loved it when David Huntsman said, we wanna step out and we wanna be the gold standard for mental yeah. health. And I, and I just was like, slow clap. Like, I just think that is oh, yeah. so, so awesome. Um, I didn't know that their family had been affected. Um, well, and kind of, it's kind of the thing nowadays. It's like, man, it's it's hard. It's getting harder to find someone whose family hasn't been affected. Unfortunately, yeah. very yeah. unfortunately, it's it's true. Um, David, I thought that it was um, brave. Like, I'm so amazed at how much you got in in a short amount of time. Um, I really thought it was important for you to share. I I thought it was very impactful for you to share your story. Were you planning on sharing your story? 
No, I just, I was just, I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I talk so much trash. I just, I'm confident that something's going to come out. That's going to make sense eventually. If I just keep on talking, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to keep on talking. Cause in my family being the youngest of seven, it's like, if you shut up, you may not get to speak again. Like <laughs> that may be your only chance, you know, a lot of alpha male and females in that family. So no, I wasn't planning on saying it. I just, as I started talking, I'm like, well, am I really just some therapist guy or am I guy that the reason why I became a therapist is because at the University of Utah, they made me, because well, I was on a scholarship, the football team made me go see a therapist. And how ironic is that, that I now am a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not asked to go see one. They made the appointment and everything. <laughs> like they were not like suggesting, like, you know, you might need to talk to someone. They're like, oh, you're talking to someone at 2.30 on Tuesday. <laughs> and it was Monday. I'm like, wow, you guys got connections. Next day appointment, huh? So, um, yeah, it was just one of those things where um, what Heidi's referring to is just, you know, me having my struggles and, you know, having, a, having a, an attempt, you know, back when I was in my college days. And I didn't get into it in, in a lot of depth, but I just thought it was important for them to know and people to know. So, well, yeah. and it, it speaks to, It, it it speaks to the authenticity that sometimes you can't help somebody unless you've been through it, you know? Um, and so, I don't know. I just felt like, so Matt Sangren, the chief of, what did what we do? What did what title did we assign him? The the chief of oh, uh, chief of uh, foundation. foundation. <laughs> he's in, he's he told us how he was going to moderate. Yeah. And he switched it up a little bit. Um, yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to point out, um, you know, Senator Hatch and Representative Chris Stewart and Ajit Pai had all been working really hard on getting this 988 number. And they, they talked about what's been involved and I'm going to tell you the truth and I probably shouldn't say this honestly, but when they told me it was going to take years to roll out this three, one, this three digit number and the amount of money that it's costing, et cetera, I was like, come on, can't someone just program it in and like, can't we just crank this through in a week? Can't somebody just work a long weekend and make this happen? And <laughs> you know, it just shows like how little I know. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty cool to hear about that. But yeah. what I wanted to share is that, you know, five years ago, um, when I was dealing with stuff with Corey almost six years, never once did we talk about suicide. It, it just didn't come up. And there wasn't, it, there wasn't like, I didn't have the, national suicide hotline phone number pasted on the side of the of the fridge like maybe you do poison control or um you know sometimes you have some of those emergency numbers so the national suicide hotline was not on my fridge you know it wasn't yeah. like ever a conversation that i sat my kids down and said you guys if you ever feel like if suicide if, if you've got a friend, if there's, if there's any time that someone's talking about suicide, I want you to know there's a number that you can call and they'll help. Like 
that conversation was never, never happened. And I think that when you have this effort, this, this 988 number, um, there will be conversations when that thing goes live. And what I said to them, uh, what I want to see is the t-shirts and the billboards, because what that's going to do is that number is going to be on the side of the fridge and it's going to open up this opportunity for a conversation to happen, um, on multiple levels inside a family. And, um, and that's one of the things that I think is very important uh, about um, right here, like the fight. We talk about that a lot. Like, let's let's have these conversations. Let's have these informed consent conversations. Let's talk about, you know, saying you're sorry and reminding people that you're gonna that you want to be there for them and that kind of thing. Opening the conversation, number one, first step for every single parent listening every teacher coach. I think that we got to lead with that conversation and not be afraid of it. One of the things that I wanted to say in the webinar is that, you know, sometimes we dance around tough subjects. um, And I think even with like all the effort that has been made, like dare drug programs and some of the other programs that they've put into schools, anti-bullying programs, whatever, it's like, boom, don't do drugs. You know, this is a bully free zone. Like they, they take on these topics like head on and we're not quite to that place with suicide. Yeah. You know, we've got a lot of be kind and we've got a lot of maybe you matter, Yeah. but we aren't hitting this with stay or, you know, suicide sucks or something. And, and so I think that, that, that number opens up, um, a head on conversation that needs to happen. I agree. Anyway, so, um, it was cool. And it was a, a good experience. Um, I, you know, I will admit, I'm going to say this too, and we don't have to go on too much longer. I got some messages, you know, I posted on my social media about it and I got some messages that were saying things like, don't you think they need more than just you and David on a panel to decide something like this? Don't you think they should have more than one mental health p- professional chiming in? Don't you think that we need people that have a background in education to make these kind you, you know, like I got a few messages. Kind of that made me feel like I wasn't enough. Like maybe we weren't enough, like maybe we needed more people and, and 100% we need more people. Um, and this isn't like, it wasn't like this webinar was making a decision. Like we weren't trying to pass a law <laughs> or a, a bill, you know, in that moment, my, I guess I thought as I was talking to a couple friends afterwards, 
the question was asked to me is what do I hope or, you know, what is my intent? Like, what would I like to see happen from this webinar? And the reality is that I kind of envision like if, if I was a goalie in a soccer game and, and I just caught the ball, you know, and I got the chance to drop kick the ball and it just exploded into a million pieces and started just planting seeds of let's make this change happen. I, I want it. I want it to start to be on people's lips and on in people's minds and this attention intention to start to grow inside of us to know that just like physical education is put into schools was put into schools for a purpose that social health has a place in schools and and as we start to have that expectation the germination will happen somehow Uh, it's but as I sit here, I have no idea <laughs> how that's gonna happen. You probably. I mean, what if I asked you that same question, David? What I know that we know, we all know that hope's not a strategy. Mm, but, yeah. But what would you want to see happen? Well, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it before in this, but I I think what needs to happen, so ultimately I want that to happen, is um, we should have a United States social health system. Um, you know, we have a medical system, mental health system. Why not a social health system? It, I I would argue that right now, socially, we're in need of answers. And if we're in need of answers, then we need, you know, good minds and good people to come together and share ideas and resources and understanding. And I, I just think we're looking at this from a more of a reactive position. Um, when I say looking at this, everything that we're going through right now as, as a country and our society, we're mostly talking about mental health, right? Because that, that's that's what we're, that's our, our big thing that we're um, into and we, you know, where we eat, sleep and breathe it, but other people, there's other great, you know, horror, not great, but horrible things that are happening over this quarantine time. And right now, <clears throat> right now, the, the, the way that I see it, I guess is, um, I don't know, uh, in, in 2021 social health, starting into education and starting that route can help us create ultimately what is the basis of a social health system? Because if you look at a physical education system, the basis of it starts with curriculum, starts with schools, and then someone can go to school to get a diploma to be able to teach social health, mm -hmm. right? It, it creates a system that people can make money, they can have a job. And then we start getting into if, if businesses, if communities were also thinking about social health like another actual health, our mental and our emotional and our physical, then that could open up the doorway for more, more trainings, um, you, know, you know, certain policies and procedures inside the workplace that aren't based upon, um, you know, uh, gotta be careful. I say this 
policies that aren't based upon things that are polarizing. Right. You know, um, I, I think with social health, we're really just trying to like, how do we all work together from different walks of life? How do we look to, you know, to accept and include one another? And I think the, the movement in this past year, 2020 and in recent years has been really good trying to include people, trying to make them feel welcome. But where's the education to teach us how to understand other people's experiences so that we could more likely relate to them? Well, those experiences happen at school from kindergarten to 12th grade. And if you're there at that time, why not set up a system to support something that our kids need? If our kids need it, then that means our society needs it. Mm -hmm. So yes, curriculum, schools, do I think I should own and operate every curriculum? No. There, I, someone that says, hey, let's start a, a, a math you know, education system. In, in, in the education system, you can become a math teacher. You can study math. You can get a doctor degree in math. Like, you know, they make all this stuff for math. And it's like, all right, we'll make all that stuff for math. And math, I think we find out is very essential and very important. Well, how important is social? Our ability to have healthy interactions with our fellow human beings, specifically since we're finding out more and more from research that our relationships actually are pretty big determining factor how long we're going to live, mm -hmm. what type of quality we're going to live. So for me, I, I think I, it's like I got so far off the question, you know, you start forgetting what the actual real question was. Um, I just think for me in, in, in 2021, the social health system can start with education, but it'd be so cool if we saw people in our country and every state, every community really putting focus on studying how people connect best ways for us to interact in this new technological driven society, compare notes, have social media apps, you know, the big giants out there take into social health in consideration and how they run their algorithms and how they're able to interact with, um, you know, with the, the users of the platform because they have so much power and they have so much influence over us. They may not be aware that social health is an actual issue if people aren't learning how to in real face-to-face -face interaction. Their only interaction is through, you know, a media platform, a social media platform. Teach these kids. We've got to teach people as they're coming up that you can have social media interactions, but you can also have interpersonal reactions, but there is a difference between the two. You know, not being able to get caught up in, you know, like so many kids, they have so many online relationships, they have a hard time distinguishing the differences because in online relationships, you don't get social cues. You don't get to read facial expressions. So I think it's really great to have an opportunity where kids, people, and adults, like Heidi said, could learn and could get information on how to relate and how to connect and how to have better relationships all together. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that um, in a future episode, we can learn a little bit more about the curriculum and, you know, if there's been any responses that have surprised you or, you know, I, w I would love to hear more about the curriculum as we move forward here at Like the Fight. Um, you know, I think that the word social health is the concept, your concept of social health is so new. Um, and so to you listeners out there, try it on, talk to people. Um, see, see how it feels as you ask people what they think of that or what it, 
what it means to them and and consider you know just consider like what would that what would that look like i don't know it's it's exciting it's exciting and i you know i've been hearing about it for a for a long time as i <laughs> talked to david well I, I i couldn't imagine anyone to be a better ambassador for it because that's why we did the podcast you always told everybody that hey david needs to talk more about this and we can make this into some sort of educational thing and and it just I guess we didn't see at that time that it was need to be an education education, or at least know that, you know, you're going to be an ambassador for that, but what person to be a better ambassador of that than you? I mean, you've been trying to get this information to people for so long and you're willing to put your own reputation, your own shame, you know, you're willing to put it all out there on the line just to make a point that, Hey, we got to think outside the box. You know, if our world's evolving, we got to evolve the way we parent, the way we, you know, connect with our kids, the way we help them connect with others. Well, and I should add that, like, we were trying to think about, we we're trying to come up with a, they were trying to come up with a title for me because I wasn't going to let him put craft queen, which is always <laughs> David's go-to title for me, you know, and um, the queen of craft to be exact. <laughs> so we started to think about it and um, David, David named me the first um, social health ambassador. That's and right. so, um, I would like to just invite all of you listening here. I would like you guys all to um, consider taking on the same title. Uh, think about where you're at in your circles, with your kids, in your communities, and every single one of you listening to Light the Fight that have been here for a while, listening to the tools and stories you guys are qualified so um if you're pro relationships with family friends and you know then you can be a social health ambassador too you know yeah and that's what we need so that's that's maybe what our what our job is now david for 2021 is to get as many social health ambassadors as as we can. Well, all joking aside, we're, we're, we're actually being serious at the same time because this, this first call to action is coming pretty quickly. Uh, we're going to be having a call to action for people to read and really get into and more about that will come really soon. And once we put out that call to action, then you guys will have an opportunity to, to not just, you know, say, wow, we think this is a good idea for us to have a new approach in our education for our kids and for, you know, curriculum to be very relationship based, uh, seeing relationships and your kids ability to build, maintain, improve relationships, but seeing that skill set as being so worthy of a, not worthy, but so necessary and essential of a skill set to have as human being that we can warrant putting relationship building inside of our day-to-day curriculum for our kids. I, I personally, think it's necessary. Like we absolutely have to, like there, it's just that we don't have a chance to get them that information outside of those seven hours throughout the day. It's like, let's take advantage of that. I I do not want it to make it sound like I'm the only person just because I put this information together and thought about this. The best validation is, you know, the competition. So if there's lots of other people say, wow, you know what? I'd like to create a social health curriculum. Great. Now we can create a system. 
Now we can go to our different schools. We can say, listen, we need relationship building 101 from the first day you come to school to the last day you go, you know, you graduate, you should be able to graduate in relationships. Yeah. I I love that. It'd be so cool. So cool. Well, we want to thank all of you guys for, um, for showing up for us uh, at the webinar. It was, it was really awesome to get so many people wanting to, wanting to participate and listen. Um, we're going to have more opportunities that we're going to come to you and say, we'd like your support. We'd like you to read, read and chime in. And um, so keep listening. Um, keep talking about your highs and lows with your family. Keep remembering to connect on the other person's level. <laughs> Keep remembering to make statements instead of questions. Um, keep your tools sharp, guys, um, as we head into this new year. And uh, thank you as always. Oh, go ahead, David. Oh, I was, I was going to say, I almost forgot to tell you something, Heidi. I got something good for you. <laughs> oh, by okay. the way, I, I, I hope everybody that's listening to our podcast, I hope you guys have gotten over your New Year's resolutions of losing weight because I'm about <laughs> to say something that's not going to help you lose weight. but it's delicious. <laughs> oh no. It's no, it, I was going to tell you, I got you a bunch of free ice cream cards at this place called spilled milk. You heard of it in ninth and ninth. No. Anyways, I'm going to give it to you, the hubby, the kids it's infused cereal inside of like pressed ice cream. They okay, crush the I, cereal have, I have ha tried it before. I didn't know they had one here. Oh, so it, it's called spilled milk on ninth and ninth. So any guys from around Salt Lake know that's down. It's right next to the new vessel kitchen and tsunami down in ninth and ninth in Salt Lake city. It is so good. You got to try it. It's really good, but I got a bunch of free ones from, from, uh, from the owner over there. So, uh, won't want to give them a shot out here. Awesome. My kids are like, when can we go back? So I, I think you and the family, are like it's a good date place to kind of go on socially distancing dating, yeah. yes. of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you're going to like it. So I'm going to get you those tickets this week. So. All right. So listeners, if you're local, go check that out. I can tell you, I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. I, I'm a I little bit of a foodie too, right? Heidi, I'm a little bit of a snob when it comes yeah, to like definitely are. stuff. So yeah, I, I I would like to say that uh, if I say it's good, it's probably a decent chance it's pretty good. <laughs> All right, guys, there you have it. Stop trying to lose weight. And um, <laughs> thank you guys for helping us, as always, to light the fight.